and welcome to a feature podcast today on ACU men's basketball players Tobias Cameron and Damian Daniels. I'm Connor Mullins, joined alongside the duo today. And guys, how are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. It's pretty, been a pretty chill Thursday. Guys, thank you for joining me here on this Thursday. Damian, I will start with you. You graduate from Hogan Prep in Kansas City in 2018, and you come to ACU in 2019. Walk me through that recruitment process and Coach Tanner and Coach Golding's recruitment of you here to ACU. Uh, so I really was first um, contacted by Antonio Bostic, um, which played for Brett Tanner SFA, and he had he had been here for a year or two now. Uh, or by that point, um, and he's kind of from the Kansas City area. Well, he is from the Kansas City area, so I was contacted by him first, um, and then Coach T always wanted. Uh, he has a knack for small guards and stuff like that, so he got into recruitment as well. And I really didn't talk to Coach G as much, really, until he offered me the scholarship. Um, after that, he talked to me more and stuff like that, but uh, I really didn't talk to him much. So, yeah. yeah, that's how my recruitment went. What made you want to come to ACU? Uh, really just because of the Chris- Christian atmosphere um, and then also – just seeing a program uh, going from Division Two to Division One uh, a couple years before that, uh, I really just wanted to make ACU known and start somewhere else, start fresh, and uh, really just win at the college level and be the first to do it. Well, y'all definitely did that. Tobias, for you, coming all the way from Australia, and your brother also being in the same recruiting class as you, talk about how your transition to ACU was like in your recruitment process. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I came to United States in 2017, August, and then I come here for a, um, a tour with an AU group that's based in Oz because we don't have AU back in Australia, and so we come here. Uh, they take a group of kids to try and get scholarships, and so I was lucky enough to be part of that group. Um, played my first tournament in Fort Worth, and I had seen Coach Kraft and Coach Tanner there, and then um, I played another tournament in Minnesota, and then... Uh, they already expressed interest, and then I saw met Coach Golden in Minnesota too, and so I was pretty shocked um, that they came all out there to come see me. And then we we were staying we were staying for, as a team. We were not too far out of Fort Worth, but uh, yeah, I came here for an unofficial visit. I uh, really enjoyed it. Really liked the atmosphere. Met some of the guys during their spring workouts. Uh, it was cool. I really, from there thought I really enjoyed the culture, um, and the fact that I didn't even mention it earlier them going from D two to D one was another big thing for me. Uh, yeah, so I, f- I felt like it was a really good opportunity for to take my game to the next level and uh, just to get a good amount of playing time at D1. Yeah. So Tobias, you redshirted that 18 year, and then you both started playing in 2019, and you go to the NCAA tournament for the first time in ACU history, o- losing to Kentucky in that opening round. How would each of you describe that year? Tobias, I'll start with you. Uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, really good. Obviously, it being the first time going to a tournament or any type of postseason for me. Uh, the year prior to that, we lost to uh, Drake in the CBI of the first round. But just going from that one end of the spectrum to the very top, uh, that was an amazing feeling. Um, it was a, we faced a lot of adversity that year, too, as a team. But I felt like uh, uh, towards the end of the year, really um, showed our spirit and how um, tough we are as a group. So yeah, I really enjoyed that year. Um. For me, I would say it was just a dream come true. Uh, growing up, we always look at March Madness, making it there, um, winning conference tournaments, things like that. Um, but 
um, during that time, I didn't know I was going to do it my first year. Um, and then it, I think it just helped fuel our teams and for the future and things like that. But yeah, really just, I would say dream come true. It was just a good time. Uh, very exciting. Uh, the whole um, campus was behind us and I feel like it was great. It's definitely an exciting year for ACE basketball. And then the next year in 2020, it's cut short by COVID, but you still had a lot of success. What stands out from that 2020 season? Damien, I'll start with you. Um, I would probably really just say Peyton Ricks. Yeah. Uh, he had an unbelievable season. Uh, we were hurt for him that he was one of the seniors that got a season cut short. But um, just to see the way that he uh, – the stories that I heard before I had got here about him um, – just making it, uh, just barely playing, uh, then getting minutes, then finally get cracking the rotation, things like that, and then seeing what he did my freshman year, and then taking it to another level my sophomore year, um, which when he was a senior uh, was just crazy to me, because all the work that he put in, and I could just tell that it meant a lot to him just to be in his program. Uh, that, that was another really exciting year uh, since I've been here. Uh, how many seniors we have on that team? We had was Hal on that team that year. Yeah, Hal, Trey, and Colt and and Ricks. Yeah, yeah. Now that was a really special group, um, especially since I came in here without freshmen and seeing them as juniors, and uh, Hal being a senior and then coming back his fifth year. I mean, it was just a really, uh, really awesome year in terms of uh, the fight that we had. Um, it was a shame that it got cut short due to COVID, but uh, I feel like that team really left a lot out there on the table for the world to see. Uh, but we all knew inside uh, that locker room that we were basically robbed of a championship that year. And so, uh, yeah, we all just, all just take it with the grain of salt, honestly. Yeah. Your junior year, you make it back to the NCAA tournament as a Wildcat, but this time you get a win in the opening round against UT, that historic win, 53-52, to and then you lose in the second round to UCLA, a really strong group of seniors and juniors and upperclassmen that season. You are a part of that group. What stands out from that season? Damien, I'll start with you. Uh, just our togetherness. Uh, we had had trips um, as a team, and it just, I don't know, it just felt different. Like, our uh, the way we were together, uh, the way we moved as a unit, uh, during that year I could just hear people, like, saying, like, oh, yeah, we never see one person without the other. Like, we get to go to games together, do a lot of things, and it really wasn't the stuff we did on the court, which it was great, but off the court we were very connected, and it, I feel like it translated to the court. Um, so I would really just say, that that season was crazy, and it was like something that I had never really been a part of. Like I had connected groups in high school and stuff like that, but I feel like that that year was the most connected I've ever been with a team. Uh, yeah, not Damien. Pretty pretty much hit the nail on the head there in terms of uh, connectiveness throughout a team. Uh, that was a very uh, close group of brothers, I'd say, uh, just for the fact that uh, a lot of the upperclassmen in that team uh, were a part of the. 2020 group where COVID hit, so we were basically just left hungry, and uh, all of us again in the gym, uh, we were ready, there was a lot of next man up rotations that year, um, and end of the day we just wanted to send our seniors off well, uh, especially like Big Dog Colt, um, you know that dude, he, I guess throughout everyone's years here, everyone has their own um, adversity or little story they have, uh, yeah, Colt ended up changing his weight from like 170 pounds to 270. In the span of time he was here, so it was really good to go out with a bang for that big dog right there. But uh, yeah, now awesome year. 
Yeah, y'all went 13-0 and in your first year in Teague that season. And then when we come back from break, we'll talk about the move to the WAC in your last two seasons as Wildcats. And then you went to the WAC that next season following a couple of really successful seasons in the Southland, and you make it to the WAC tournament, and you make it to the WAC championship in that tournament as a sixth seed. Talk about that season, that trio of guards. You go 25-11. and 11. Tobias, we'll start with you. What stands out from your first year in WAC play? Um, probably just the amount of data we had coming out of the Southland. Um, a lot of people didn't believe that we were a WAC-capable team coming out of the Southland and how we did it. But um, I just feel like we just had a, a bunch of underdogs in our team, everyone that walks around with a chip on their shoulder, and I feel like that's really what separates us from every other team in the WAC. Uh, we're aggressive, we're strong, we don't care, we're just going to keep going until we try and get a win. And I feel like our uh, that spirit has dictated that throughout, towards the end of the season. And, yeah, I was really proud of um, how the, those boys fought. Uh, yeah, just like Tobias talked about and like you talked about uh we had i feel like it was the leaders uh which me and tobias were a part of that but uh i was really talking about the COVID seniors so like makai corian and reggie uh, i think the song the tone was set by them uh because we seen like the, tobias talked about the doubters um and the tone was set by them and practice every day things like that and yeah it was just a crazy year because nobody thought we could really make it to the championship and with us losing five in a row, that's the most adversity we had faced in a couple of years. And um, I feel like it brought us together, and that's why we did what we did at the end of the season. And talk about that offseason a little bit, bringing in Coach Tanner, Golden goes to UTEP. Whenever Coach Tanner was hired, I know you all are big advocates for him, so talk about his leadership in his first season. I'll, Damien, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, I love Coach T. Uh, it was just great to see him get what he deserved. Um, we all know that um, during this time of us being at ACU, of Coach T has been a basically the head coach. Um, he was the associate head coach, but him and Golden split roles and they were connected a lot. So we heard his voice as much as um, Golden's voice. So it really wasn't really a change, but it was nice to see him get what he deserved and just for us to uh, do what we did that year and help him out as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, for sure. Just um, piggybacking off what Damien said, uh, Coach T, legend right there, uh, hasn't changed since the day I met him. And uh, Damien mentioned uh, that you're just super happy for the guy. Um, I don't think any of us would have stayed here if it was someone else's appointed head coach. Um, a lot of us were the reason uh, he was here. Uh, we were here because of him. And so we didn't want to see that guy go. Uh, loving the bits. And I feel like he's one of the hardest workers uh, behind the scenes that a lot of people don't see. Like, a lot of people just see him yelling at us on the court the whole time. But practice, he, or just in general, he just tries to show how much he cares and he loves us. So, yeah, uh, big props to that guy. Yeah, I had a 25-11 first year as head coach. Going into that off season, you didn't have to come back, but both of you chose to come back. So, Tobias, for you, as a graduate student this past year, what, does, what was the deciding factor for you to come back for that graduate season? Uh, just at this school, this team, this program, they've always had my back uh, since day one. Uh, taking a chance on me just from just watching me play for two weeks, uh, 
offering me a full scholarship here from halfway across the world and just sticking with me. I mean, I didn't play my first two, three years here. And so uh, I really just half the time couldn't believe they kept me. And so when it came down to that final moment, like, do I want to stay here or leave? I was like, it's really it's a no-brainer. I'm staying here every day of the week, so it's cool. And Damien, for you, you decided to come back for that wax season and have a really great defensive year once again. So what was the deciding factor for you to come back? Uh, I would say really just the culture and the guys around. And also, like, uh, I just wanted to finish where I started. I felt like my best chance was coming back um, to make the things happen that I wanted to happen uh, for my individual career and for my um, for our team success. So... It was a no-brainer, like Tobias said. Uh, I never really thought about leaving or anything. It was really just a no-brainer just because of the thing, the culture we created and the wins that we have had. And it was the first year in Moody, which was another big draw, I'm sure, for y'all as well. Uh, And then on November 30th against North American, you get your 100th win in your career as a Wildcat to be the winningest players in ACU's Division I era. Uh, Damien, for you... What does that mean to say that you are the, one of the winningest players in ACs Division One history? Uh, I don't really know how to really describe it. I mean, I'm really I could just say blessed, really, because uh, I've won at every level, so it's really not anything different here. But you know, it, it gets tougher as you go uh, higher up, like you go from uh, being a kid, then you go to middle school, then the high school, then the college. It's like, okay, can I keep winning? And that's what everybody judges judges point guards off of. So, um, really, just getting a hundred wins. Uh, not many people do that in their careers, and I was just blessed. That's the least I can say. And to stay here for that long and get 160 appearances, I believe, in a purple and white uniform. And then Tobias, for you, I think you had 142 appearances and get 100 wins. Phenomenal record for you. So, what does that mean for you to say you're one of the winningest players in the Division One era? Uh, it means a lot, uh, especially it's just really a tribute to all the guys that played since I've been here. Uh, we're really fortunate to meet a great group of guys every year I've been a part of being since I've been here at uh, ACU. Uh, so, yeah, really, it's, uh, I guess you could say my first whole year, thanks to those guys, because I didn't play a lick, but, you know, love it, <laughs> love it, love a winning team. And then it's every year after that, every guy that came through, uh, couldn't be more grateful. And I've, uh, I'm really happy with the way things have panned out here so far. And then at the end of this season, obviously it didn't end the way you would like it to in that WAC tournament with that loss to California Baptist. But what do you hope ACU fans will remember about both of your times as a Wildcat? And Tobias, I can start with you. Uh, maybe, hopefully, uh, the best thing I hope people remember is just um, remember where I started, being red shirt, not playing at all, and then just slowly getting uh, minutes increased every year. And then eventually working my way in the starter lineup. Uh, that was probably one of my biggest accomplishments I've had being here. So that's, um, yeah, I just want to be remembered as like a relentless hard worker. Um, honestly, I just want to be remembered as, uh, I can say, one of the best point guards to come through here. But uh, just to remember me as uh, a great person, a person that bought in, uh, a person that was all about winning, um, and that's really it, because like, as a point guard, like, like I said, you're judged off wins and losses, really. You can have bad stats and all that other stuff, but it's about wins and losses. And I feel like we won a, we definitely won more than we lost, so I'm proud. 
Yeah, phenomenal years for both of you in ACU uniforms. Before we sign off today, I want to ask, what is next for each of you following college? And now that you are out of eligibility, if you know yet, Damien, I'll start with you. Um, my plans are to go overseas. I'm figuring it out right now, I'm trying to get an agent and other things to make that happen. So, yeah, that'll be it. Uh, I'm looking to start my career in New Zealand first. Uh, try and get some exposure there, and then hopefully sign with an agent after that, then look uh, to go anywhere else after that. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's great. I hope. I wish you guys the best of luck in your futures in basketball overseas, and I appreciate y'all's time today. Is there anything you would like to add before we sign off? Go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Thanks for having <laughs> us. Cheers. And this has been a future episode on Damian Daniels and Tobias Cameron of ACU Men's Basketball, two of the winningest players in ACU's Division I era, and we will see you next time.